Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hi, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bones. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us out there. Thank you guys for shopping over at Rocky Mountain. I appreciate that. Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. I wore some kick-ass gear that we will talk about in this podcast. They do not sell it. I am special. I don't know why, but it was cool seeing what I was wearing. Yes, it was. It was very That's exciting. my wife, Heather Kiefer, that's joining us on this very special, uh, not-so-emo podcast, but we'll get, we'll, we're <laughs> going to tell you what this podcast is all about in a minute. If you guys clicked on it, you guys already know. But go check out Fly Racing, flyracing.com. They have some kick-ass gear. Parts for your dirt bike, casual wear, snowmobile, BMX, whatever it is, Fly Racing has it for you. Very, very good people over at flyracing.com. And if you know me, you know I'm all about quality human beings, and Fly Racing is just that. Speaking of quality human beings, Chris over at racetech.com is one of those guys. And if you want some quality suspension service, go to racetech.com and check it out. If you guys want a deal on Racetech products, hit me up. I will get you an email and get you guided in the right direction. But they also do engine services and not to mention revalves. If you have WP stuff, yes, they can do that as well. Vintage bikes, check mark, yes, they can do that as well. So go check them out, Racetech.com. And I've always said I'm a big fan of Pro Taper, Paul Parabunios. I'm a fan of Paul as well. If you guys know my advertisers, there's probably a quality human being behind that company. And no doubt, Paul and ProTaper are those people. That, I don't even know if I should say this, but that may or may not have been on my bike at Hangtown with a different bar pad. Just saying. Ooh. Yeah, and inside information there. So, hey everybody, welcome in. I'm glad uh, that you guys can join me and listen to this podcast. It's Sunday afternoon here in the Kiefer household. I have my wife and our dog, Oreo, in the studio. So if you hear some scratching, that's just Oreo. You might hear some gas because he just farted about five minutes ago. Hi, Heather. Hello. You can speak up a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to yell. You, you say go. I yell all the time, so. So we're on episode number four of this podcast. I think you did one with me. You haven't been here that much. Uh, I think I missed two. Yeah, you missed yeah, you did the first one, and then... Uh... I've done two with you. Oh, okay. So and then I, was, is... I was absent for two because you did them when I was working. Right. So this is episode number four of what, babe? The road to Hangtown, the road to... The, the road to these nationals. two outdoor nationals that we've been doing. Well, you know what? Hangtown's over with. It's dusted. It's gone. It's Sunday. 
Yep, moving on. And we're we on to Paula, people. We are on to Paula. Well, no, we're not, because we have a lot to cover. Well, I'm just saying. We have a lot to cover in this podcast, and the people want to know why I suck so hard. Oh. Okay, there's, a, there's, there's really no reasons. It's just on me. But we're going to give you every little nook and cranny of our few days up in Northern California. You know, it's so bright in this room, we haven't seen the sunshine in... Four days. Yeah, it was kind of gloomy, and the weather was part of it. It was but, very rainy, very yeah. rainy. But we, uh, the pre, the pre Hangtown prep was all done and dusted. I felt like for me guys out there, I felt like I did a pretty good prep. Uh, Listen, he has been working his ass off, so. Well, that's not going to say much for what we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, I know, but you still, it didn't show in what happened over the weekend. But you have been working. Extremely hard for this. Yeah, between um, testing, getting stuff ready for Hangtown, you know, doing stuff here at home. It's it's a normal life. So you guys listening out here, you guys know what it's about. You guys have a normal job. You guys want to get your bike ready. You want to go racing. You got a family. It's the same shit. So I'm not preaching to the choir here. I'm not saying poor me. I had to get ready to ride a dirt bike race. I mean, big fucking deal. I had to do it. But at that level, it takes a lot of commitment, and I know what kind of commitment it takes. So... I worked hard to do it the right way because I'm not one to do shit half-ass. So we left Wednesday. Um, We had all intentions to do press day on Thursday. Heather and Aiden, um, Heather missed work. Aiden ditched school. And we are off on our field trip that I like to call it because this field trip is about, uh, of course, me racing, but also for Aiden to see his dad do something that he has seen all of his life, right? He's seen his dad work and revolve his world or his work around dirt bikes. So um, you guys know the lesson. I don't need to repeat it. I've said it several times. So that's the reason why we took this field trip up to Hangtown and Paula. So we drove up, uh, ran into some weather. When we got up to Hangtown, Eric and his lovely wife, Lynn, were gracious enough to let us stay at their house. And if you guys don't know Eric, Eric is the owner of Works Connection, um, worksconnection.com if you want to get some hardware for your dirt bike, which is excellent stuff, right? Yes, excellent. Even though you don't know nothing about it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, again, quality people. Yeah, they were, they were awesome. Their uh, house is gorgeous. Yeah, very nice house up in Shingle Springs, California. His, his house is about three miles from the shop. Very cool area. It doesn't feel like you're in California. No, Feels not like at all. You, you say Colorado, but I just... I say more like Washington because you're in the the wooded wooded area. Yeah, but anyway, not was, in California. It, it was sure. nice spending some time with Eric and Lynn and um, Aiden. Enjoyed the dogs yep, and yep. the hamsters, or I mean, sorry, guinea pigs. Yep, he caught some frogs, some toads. Yeah, so it's cool for Aiden to have some fun. Uh, they're a very fun couple. Yes, and Eric's Eric and Lynn's. Uh, kids are all full grown and they're out of the house, so it's just them two. So it was nice for them to have us, us kids, um, <laughs> in the house. So yes. Wednesday we got up there. Thursday it was a touch and go situation. We didn't know if we were riding press day or not, so we had to get out there by one o'clock. Uh, cooler is the Smart Top Bullfrog Spas Honda truck driver. Very cool dude. If you haven't met Cooler, you should go by the rig. And don't ask for Michael Essie or Malcolm Stewart or Vince Freezy. Just ask for Cooler. Because <laughs> I feel like he'd be more a more interesting character to talk to. So uh, he was there. He got the rig set up. Uh, they actually ended up canceling 
the riding portion of the press day on Thursday so it was pissing down rain. The track was gnarly muddy for the amateur day because they had amateur day on Thursday and Friday. So we bounced. Yep. We were wow. out of there. Oh, and P.S., team manager wasn't there for Thursday. Yeah, team manager was MIA until Friday night. Right. But we'll get to that. Yep. So we decided to go get some lunch at Whole Foods that was down the down 15 minutes down the road. It was raining, pissing down rain. We're in the ridge line. I forgot to mention that. We drove the ridge line up because obviously factory guy over here doesn't have to take his bike. And we go to turn into Whole Foods. Oh, boy. And bam, we get in a fucking car accident. Yep. It happened. Um, I, I would say 50-50 fault. It was a little bit of mine, a little bit of hers. I was in the fast lane, I guess you want to call it, and I wanted to make a left into the turning lane to go left into the shopping place. Center. Yep. Well, she did the same thing. I think she saw that there was an empty lane. She went to go right. I went left, smack. Fucked the ridge line, quarter panel up, fucked her van up. Good times. <sighs> we got that shit figured out. So it wasn't as bad as a Henry Miller accident. He had a gnarly, gnarly collision yeah. on the 99, which was pretty scary, but he ended up making it to the race. Cool to see him make the show and race after all that gnarliness that he went through. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so that kind of kicked off our weekend. <laughs> With an accident. Well, I mean, it doesn't help that I left my rain boots at home, and I made you turn around and go back and get them. Yeah, it wasn't bad. We were only a few miles away, so. Yeah, but. Nonetheless, <laughs> that that started our our Thursday. Um, but we went back to Eric and Lynn's, had a good night's sleep, headed back out for Friday, um, press day, because we got to ride on Friday. The weather was a little bit better on Friday. Yeah. A little rainy in the morning, but cleared up. And for Friday press day, got on the track, and holy shit, was it soft, guys. Like, I'm talking, it was a struggle for a lot of guys. I mean, Zach went down, uh, RJ went off the track. There's a lot of good quality riders that have good technique that were just having a very hard time because as you landed, there was huge soft spots everywhere in the track, so it was very tough to pick a line and land off of something. I think Cooper was the only one who tripled that step up on Thursday, and no one was doing it because it had like a five five whoops before this triple, and it was so jacked up and soft that no one could get through it. And the hills, if you guys haven't been to Hangtown, are much steeper than what they look on TV. Yes. The, the first big downhill was just like a fork of ruts, and we'll talk about ruts in this podcast. Uh, but... It, no matter where you landed, you had to pick a rut, and there was just ruts everywhere, and it was basically follow that rut for a very long time. So Thursday practice was going well. I was doing all right. I felt okay, guys. Like, honestly, I felt decent. Felt like my bike was good. Uh, even though the condition was good, I was getting some stuff down. I jumped most of the jumps already really quick, even though how soft it was. I was lining up to do the little short step up in the back, if you guys are familiar with Hangtown or go back to your TiVos and watch the very far corner step, it's very super short, steep, before the drop-off double that goes into that quarter pipe. I went to hit it from the outside and kind of size it up and brap, try to get up over it. Well, right when I was coming out of the rut in, out of the corner, boom, like out of my left eye, I just saw a fucking flicker of orange, and I was down. And I immediately got pissed off real quick so I'm like I didn't even hear or see anything and I was just sawed off so I kind of 
look, gazed up and looked up, and I saw the big number two on the jersey. I literally thought it was Marvin at first, but it wasn't. So I probably would have been a little bit more pissed off it was Marv. But it was Coop. And Cooper uh, sawed off my front end, broke my front brake hose off. I had no front brake and tweaked the, tweaked the bars up a little bit. And so that was uh, pretty much it for my press day. I had about 15 minutes in, I'd say half of the press day. Yeah. So I got some laps in. At least I kind of knew where it was going. And um, but what was cool, and I want, and I wanted to mention this because when I went back to the rig, Aaron was getting the bike. Actually, was Aaron there? Yeah, Aaron was there by now, right? Yes, because it was. So Aaron was washing the bike down, and uh, I hear my, I hear my kid. He's like, "Oh, hey, Dad, Cooper's outside. He wants to talk to you." And I was getting dressed, so I, I got up, walked outside. And Cooper was sitting there on his bike, on his bike, and just just said, "Dude, I am so sorry. Like, <laughs> I feel so fucking bad that I did that." And I was like, "Man, you're trying to hurt the old man." Like, I gave him a little bit of shit, but I thought it was cool that he took the time out of his uh, his day, obviously, just to come over and apologize to me. And he just said, "Hey, man, I didn't mean it." And he got a little whiskey throttle and and uh, and hit me. So, and I've heard from some other people that are close to Cooper after Friday. That it says, man, he still feels bad. Like, he still feels bad that he did that. But it's whatever. Honestly, I, I thought it was kind of, it's kind of cool. Like, I got taken out by Cooper Webb. Like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't really bother me. That was that. a highlight of your weekend now? You got. Yeah, there's only a couple highlights, and that's one of them. Yeah, I got I got taken out by Cooper. So at least he knows I was on the track. He saw my name and saw my, my front end off. He but, knows who you are. But that was pretty much Friday. Uh, the guys over there, Aaron Cooler, got my stuff fixed up. Washed off, fixed the front brake line, and let me just say something about the guys over there, man. It, it, they all the mechanics, not just Aaron and Cooler, but all those guys. They bust their ass. I know you hear Steve talk about it a lot, but man, it, it is a. Uh, they do a lot of work. There's a lot that goes into. It's not just the setting up the, the tent and the canopy. Man, they, they're constantly cleaning the rig. And if you guys haven't been in a rig before, it's pretty cool. Like. There's like a little living room area. Then I go upstairs where the riders are. They have lockers and they get dressed, and that's where we get dressed and do our thing. Uh, there isn't, you know, obviously the hallway with the parts and stuff, and they get it all cleaned up and and fixed up. So there's a whole process behind all that. That's that's pretty cool to see if you guys haven't been there. But there's a lot of work. Yes. And those guys bust their ass, and um, I feel a little bit bad, honestly. And we'll talk about that. That's in my notes to talk about. But. Um, a shout out to Cooler and Aaron for showing up for me and helping me out. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Friday's done. We go to the live show at Works Connection. It was very cool. We had about 100 people. Zach Osborne showed up. Uh, Heather was sitting in the back, back with green room, I guess, and all of us were back there. And uh, Steve's talking to, to Zach, and Zach's like, yeah, I just put the kids down and you know, I had to give him baths and and Heather got all like happy and smiley, like she fell in love with Zach right there. He's just a nice guy. But your eyes lit up, like, oh my god, that's so like my my husband would never do that. Well, I mean, you would. Yeah. Yeah. I do it. Yeah. That's you all do. you got. Okay. Well, good time. Good. Glad you're here, Heather. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, uh, so we no, have. Oh, a- you do. You do. It was just. It was nice to hear that someone like Zach at his. Status, you know, does the family guy stuff. We had uh, about uh, over 100 people there. 
We did about an hour and a half show. Very cool. Thank you guys for coming out to that. That was fun. Hopefully we'll do some more of those, you know, either this year or next year. Um, that would be cool. But, uh, yeah, so we got back to the house at about 9.30, 10 o'clock. I couldn't sleep. No, he could not. He was... I was already, like, I didn't get nervous until Friday evening. Yeah, and as soon as we got home, you in. got really quiet. Yeah, so if, if, like, people around me know when I get quiet, I'm just, I'm thinking. And that's what I do. I just get, I'm usually not a very quiet guy, but when I'm quiet, I'm thinking about something. Yep. And just so happens the race is tomorrow, right? So I'm thinking about the race. So we go to bed, and Heather's asleep. She's already sn- snoring. I was tired. She snores, by the way. I, oh. And uh, I sat there and thought about the track. I think I must have did like 300 laps in my head. I took a piss about four times. Really? You got up? Yeah. Oh. So basically, yeah, I had a long night. So I I literally slept maybe two hours. Got up. We headed to the track. Yeah, you woke me up at four thirty. What time is it? Is it time to get up yeah. yet? So I was already uh, four thirty. Go a back to sleep. Case. So we got to the track Saturday morning early. Riders meeting. Mathis was there on time. He did do that. Well, we beat him there. Well, we beat him there, but that's whatever. He's he's not racing, so he's probably relaxed. I'm tweaking out because you I'm, were tweaking. So tweaking um, hard. So we get to the track. And I, I feel like, okay, I'm like, hey, I didn't sleep, but no, I got warmed up, felt good. Uh, we didn't talk about the gear. So the all-white gear that I've been bugging Max JT about, I finally got it. I'm stoked. That was the highlight. We say a couple highlights. That was one of the highlights of my weekend. I love the white gear. I had white Tech 10s. I had a white 6D. I had white 100% Armega goggles. Everything looked bitching. It was awesome. Yeah, you looked good. I looked awesome. It- if I would have made the motos, probably would have got a best dressed award, but I didn't make it, so I can't get the you award. You had butt patches, too. I got some Thanks butt patches. Thanks to your uh, team manager. Team manager worked that out, Home Life, and then a four H and A, which is obviously Heather and Aiden, so that's cool. I will treasure those, and maybe yes. what I, I think what we'll do after these races are over, we'll, we'll do a raffle, and we'll raffle off a jersey, and for that money... Um, that we get from that, we are going to give it to just a privateer that goes on to all the nationals, and that'll help his cost because it's with expensive, that, people. With that being said, and the reason why I thought about doing this is because it was over five hundred dollars to race two races, plus three fifty for a license, and all the shit you have to do to get passes and every little nook and cranny mm-hmm. that you have to do. So we're, I mean, literally probably almost two thousand dollars in, and I don't have to pay for anything really besides just my own shit. Yeah. So it's expensive, so I kind of want to help a privateer out that does all of these rounds. I know there's a couple of them that are deserving, that are actually real privateers and get a little bit of help, but they spend their own money to get to race to race. So maybe we'll do that. It's pretty cool stuff, some fly racing. So thank you, Max and the guys, for doing that. So anyway, I got my white gear on in the mud, A practice. We worked that out. I'm in, right? I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in A practice. I'm going to work it out. Well, I didn't get last no. in the first day practice, but almost. But honestly, guys, straight up, I'm going to be honest with you, just like I normally am, and I wrote an article over at pulpmx.com that you can read, but, dude, I'm just, I was mentally fucked. I was just mentally tripping balls. The moment, I think, for me, was bigger than I thought it would be. I tr- I'm always saying, hey, I'm going to treat it like a normal race, and I did. I was good until Friday evening. And then I thought, 
I know I could do pretty good. And then I started thinking about that. And then it went into more negativity. So when people say, hey, your brain is a powerful tool, that is no joke. That is no joke. If there is a problem with me, it's not my riding. I think I ride good. But mentally, I'm, I'm weaker than most, at, at least for that reason, for racing. I put too much pressure on myself. Yes, you do. Uh, I, you know what? And I'm not a racer. I mean, yes, I've raced professional races, but I was always, I would like to call a working, a working man's rider. Like I tested for a living. I didn't go race for a living. My mom had multiple sclerosis. I stayed home, took care of her. I did things right. And when I got to leave the nest, aka home, and my mom passed away. We raced. We went racing. We went to Germany. We did things, but we didn't do it for a paycheck. We did it because I loved it, and I got paid a little bit, but I had a job, you know, and I had something to go home to to work. I wasn't just like, hey, let's be the journeyman's privateer like these, some of these guys are and just go for it. We never did that. No, we didn't. So We picked I, and choose what races to do. Yeah, and I think that is where my mental weakness comes from, honestly, yes. not doing it enough. And people say, why don't you race more then, Chris? Why don't you race more locally? Well, two things. Local races don't do shit with this track. Okay? No. The tracks are way gnarlier. Number two, when races coming around locally, I'm burned out. The Sunday that I want to hang out at home and I want to do other shit, frankly, you know, because I'm riding all week. So racing doesn't sound that appealing unless it's a big race. So A practice went. I felt a little tight. Uh, I know some of the guys that watched me ride, they're like, man, you look really tight. don't look like your normal self, and that's the truth. I just rode super tight. I was worried about other shit, and that other shit, and I told you this, and you know where I'm going to go with this, right? I think so. I worry about other people, not on uh, the track, and it's not the, the people on the track. I worry about Mike Genova spending the money on me. I worry about, well... Aaron's out here for me, doing all this bike work for me. Wow. Cooler drove the rig all the way up here for me. Wow. Mathis is out here not doing his media job, and he's helping me. Wow. And, I, and this is what I think about, guys. And this is like, I, I want to be honest with you guys, because I know some of you out there are the same kind of person. Like, I'm not used to having all of this shit. Any I was attention. going... Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm on the show and we talk shit, but I'm not used to people waiting on me. Here, let me clean your boots. I got your bike. You, me, and Aiden were going up in a van and gonna go park in the North Forty, yep. which I like. Away from everyone. I like talking to people, but I also like doing my own thing, right? Yes. So when you have a rig, it's just a little overwhelming. And people say, Well, why did you do it? Why didn't you just go do your own thing? I couldn't say no to the opportunity. Honestly, how how many times is Tony Alessi going to call you and say, hey, Kiefer, you want to ride a factory bike? I'm going to take the rig out. Steve Mathis is going to be the manager. Right. Never again, probably. Right. So you got to take the opportunity. I want to seize what I can do, and, and uh, I, I, that was available to me. So why wouldn't I do it? So I didn't know how I'd react until the day of, and that's basically what I told Heather in the rig. I go, man, I feel bad. I feel bad because, one, I suck. And I suck because I'm overthinking shit. And now I'm compounded, but I'm worried about everyone else hurting their feelings or, 
are thinking, man, Kiefer's a fucking idiot. What the fuck am I out here for this guy for? This guy sucks. And so that is the reasons why I feel like I did shittier than I... I did shitty, plain and simple. I don't think I would have killed it by any means if I, let's say, I was mentally good. I do not think that I would have just slayed it and then I would have got top 20. I think I would have been on the cusp of qualifying right there because, honestly, I like I felt good in areas. I looked at my segment times, and they weren't bad. I didn't suck completely. I wasn't last. No. Um, I just need to get more mental health in me for race day. LCQ came. We had 19th gay pick. Got a good start. The engine's good on the bike. It's very – it's. It, it's, the bike's insane. The bike's awesome. Nothing, nothing to complain about on the bike, guys. I mean, even you guys asked me, what about a Honda, a KTM? It would have made a difference. No, it would not have made a difference on that day. The motor's insane. Like I said before, Chad does a great job on the engine. Trey at Shoa was over there every time helping me out, setting my sag, asked me if he can change anything. Basically had everything at my disposal. Um, I got a pretty good jump off the gate, sixth place start, went back up on that hill where the off camber is and just kind of got bottlenecked up on the inside and, and made a wrong move. And I got pushed back to 12th or so. And then there I was in the LCQ at 12th and then had a tip over and finished 17th or whatever the fuck I finished. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even remember. But nonetheless, horrible. I mean, just very guys that are in front of me. I'm like, what, what is going on? These guys shouldn't be in front of me. Well, they shouldn't, but what can you do? You you did what you could that day, and it didn't work out so well. So now we close that chapter, and we work towards Paula, which I think Paula will be better for you. You're more familiar with the track, Hangtown. You've only— But so is a lot of other guys. Yeah, well, that's true, but I guarantee you some of those guys that are more familiar with Hangtown are local Hangtown boys. They're not local Paula boys. Not that you're a local Paula boy, but you ride Paula probably a lot more than some of these guys. Right. So. So anyway, that was my that was my day. Honestly, that was it. I didn't make top forty. Uh, we loaded up the rig. We helped break down the rig. Well, let, let's hold on. We're going to take the step by step here. Okay. Um, got back to the rig. Uh, of course, Steve is a man of few words. I don't know if you noticed this, and we didn't talk about this this much, but Steve didn't say much to me the whole day. No, I talked to Steve a little bit, though. We had a text going on, a separate text. You did? Yeah. About what? Uh, just that you didn't look like your normal self out there. What, 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 what was said? Oh, you want me to read the text? Yeah, let's read the text. Let's bring it out. Oh, hold, please hold on. All right, shoot it. What, what did it say? He just said, he's just not himself. And I said, I know. Pressure, he feels bad. He's like, should have went out of van. <laughs> and I didn't write back because I didn't see that till like later in the day. Yeah, and, and honestly... I think you were just so stressed out. I worry about everyone else. Right. And That's I, in my nature. I know that you weren't writing That's to your potential. That's a horrible recipe for a fucking writer. <laughs> That's yeah. a horrible recipe for a writer. Well, I knew you weren't writing to your potential that day, but I also knew that you were stressing on everything around you. The, the smoke and mirrors that's behind you in the pits. Yeah. Listen, people, it's a semi-truck. It's It doesn't make you... Or break you? No, but I mean, yes, it is. Cool as as a rider, and I know you can't understand this, but as a rider growing up watching Supercross, you see the rigs, you see the tents. Oh yeah, it's and cool. And you want to do that, and you want to be in that. 
it just happens. I'm fucking 42 years old and I just now got, I mean, I was in a, I was in Canada and I had a factory ride, but Canadian factory rides are nothing like here. Right? No, I mean, you're some the, the KTM semi was the junior KTM semi that they would bring up in the summertime for you guys to use. Right. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't a typical rig. Like it wasn't like this rig. So honestly, guys, that, 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 that was it. It wasn't just because that's, I just suck as a rider. I'm not a horrible rider. Am I the best fucking rider ever? No. But could I have made a 40 rider field? Yes. Could I have got top 20? No. Not, not there. Not in those conditions. I, and we're going to talk about those conditions in a minute. But just straight up transparency, honesty. If I would have came out of there 25th, I would have been so happy. Like that was a, that would be a huge accomplishment for me, especially in all those conditions. It would have been insane. Yeah, but no matter no matter what you do, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because there's always going to be those people that are still going to pick you apart, no matter how well you do or how shitty you do. Right. Which sucks. But a lot of guys ask me, you having fun? Make sure you have fun. I didn't have much fun. No, but I thought it was cool that... I'm going to tell you what I had fun about. Go ahead. I thought was cool was the guy that came up and talked to you during the 450 main, and he was just the 450 motos. Moto, uh, sorry, supercross. Uh, whatever, same shit. Um, and he was a vet, and he just he felt inspired to come race because you were racing. And right. He came out and tried to qualify, and that's that's what's about to go with this. So this is what makes me happy is talking to people and the shit that I'm doing makes other people want to go do it. That that's what I like. Because honestly, the enjoyment of riding a dirt bike is so much fun. I've always told people this. I've always told people I have way more fun riding a dirt bike than I ever have racing a dirt bike. Racing is fun, local level. Racing professionally is stressful. Is not fun. And I guess we could take it back to, to Stuart, these videos that he just did. Watch his videos that he's talking about. It said it was fucked. It was horrible because he felt so much pressure to win because he was so damn good, right? When you're that good, everyone expects you to win. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. And look how many times he's won. And people talk shit about him. Right. Let alone me. I ain't nothing, right? right. That's what's sad is like there's so much pressure involved in, 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 in sports, period. Yeah. And we just happen to be in one that – it's on you. It's not a team sport. It's on you and the machine. That's it. People, all eyes on you when you're on the track. So it's a tough place to be in. I just want to get you guys in a little bit on the aspect of mental clarity for riders because it hit me hard Saturday, man. Like It hit me hard with all the cool shit that I have, and it was at my disposal, and I had to perform to show up, and, and I didn't. And it's basically a CO... It's basically... <laughs> It's a choke fest. That's basically what it was Saturday for me. And it, and it was just that. I rode tight, didn't ride myself, and all because of overthinking the things around me besides what I need to worry about on the track. And for those of you listening, if you want to take something away from this podcast slash my fuck up, don't worry about it. Don't stress on every little thing around you. When you're on the track or when you're at, I should say, let's not even take it to the track, because when you're on the track, I don't think about that stuff that much. Like, I'm not jumping this jump thinking, oh, I wonder who's watching me, I wonder who, what's going on. But the residual leading up to going riding, I feel like is in your subconscious, 
and I'm thinking about that, right? I'm obviously thinking about which line I'm taking. I'm concentrating when I'm there on the track, but just relax. Have fun. Don't worry about going fast. And if you're never fast, no one cares. Do it for fun. I, I hear guys come up to me all the time and say, Kiefer, I want to be good. I want to do this. Just be happy with what you got unless you want to improve. And you can ask my buddies this. I don't ride their ass, my buddies ass, to, unless they say, hey, man, I want to be better. I want to get good in this area. Then I'm going to be up your ass a little bit about trying to be better. But if you just enjoy riding, just sit back, relax, enjoy it. Let the, the clarity that you get from riding a dirt bike help you in your normal life because that's what it does for me. Racing or not, I love riding. I ride a lot. Like I said, I probably ride more than anyone out there because I love it so much. And I'll ride myself into the ground to make myself sick because that's how much I love it. I, I test a lot. Like this week, I'm not practicing for Paula. Nope. Guess where I'll be? Testing. I have testing all week this week. And then I show up Friday to go to Paula's press day. So it's just, it is what it is, man. So for the, you guys listening out there, I appreciate you coming to talk to me at the rig. I like that stuff. You can ask Heather. I enjoy people and I enjoy people's background of where they come from. I like that kind of stuff. Yes. I know Mathis rides my ass. Hey, you got to go. You got to go. But I enjoy um, meeting people. I like to hear that your guys' story. That helps me, honestly. And it helps Kit's podcast going. It helps me with my website, the testing. This is the reasons why I left Dirt Rider because to help you guys out there, I want to help you guys have a good time. And uh, in return, you guys tell me about it is actually the payment that I like. Oh, and what? And, and going to my advertisers and spending money. Come on, I thought oh. you were going to go in there. Sorry. <laughs> so I that, can't see half of your face over there, so I can't read your lips or your mind. So that was the day Saturday, guys. It, it, yes. It was fun a little bit at times. I think I had the most fun racing. Qualifying sucked. I hated qualifying. I got your first lap, you have to roll everything, and there's time. So it's a five-minute free, 10-minute timed. I literally got four laps. Yeah. And if you look on my sheets, my last lap of everything I did was the fastest lap. I'm 42. That quick muscle fiber shit is, is not there. Right. So... Give me a 30-minute session timed. <laughs> let, me, let me go out for 30 minutes and get the track dial. Exactly. A brother needs 30 minutes. Uh, it's a learning experience. So what are we going to do? Oh. Uh, we're going to roll this over to next week. I honestly don't think I'll be as nervous. I'll be sleeping in my own bed. I'll be... Normal uh, routine. A normal routine. Which I think is a big... I don't think the routine because Eric and every. I, I think no. all of that made me relax. That was fun. But I think like not not being home and sleeping in your own bed, you know, and having having Oreo there. That's for you, dude. Oreo yeah. doesn't give a shit about me. He gives a shit about you. <laughs> no, he loves you. Um, but yeah, I think I will be less stressed out at Paula. I think I'll have a better time. Your so man friend will be there. I'll have my buddy Greg. I'll have Steve. I'll have uh, people that I that I know, local guys. So. Uh, the jury's out on if the rig will be there or not. We kind of is that that's kind of up in the air. Yeah, I don't. I, I might have got demoted to a box fan <laughs> because I suck so fucking hard. <laughs> that may I, when I was leaving. Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about Genova was there. Oh yes, Genova and his wife. Genova and his wife, cool people. 
God yes. bless him, man, for doing this stuff. We need more people like Genova in the sport, dude. Like, he does a lot. I mean, look at Mike. He's basically kept Mike's career alive, okay? Vince Freezy's career alive. All of these guys, um, that's straight up due to Genova. Yes. He brought out his, his rig for me. He let me use his bike. He spent money on me. He doesn't know me from anybody. Like, he doesn't know shit about me. But he's, Tony asked him. He accepted. And he wanted to be out there. He wanted to keep the team relevant. And, and here we are. So thank you to them. But he, as we were leaving, he says, I don't know if the rig will be there next week. So we'll see if that happens. And honestly, I don't blame him. I mean, if it's a box fan, whatever. I, I don't really care. So no matter what, you need to come by A, the rig, or B, the box fan. Or maybe our sprinter. Who knows? Who knows? But either way. We'll be there. We'll be there with Cooler. I think Cooler's going to go no matter what. Aaron will be there. He's going for sure. He's a mechanic. Yes. And we'll have a good well, time. Well, Genova did say, regardless what rig comes, that they will be there to support you and yes. back you. So. so no matter what, I make it in or not, come by. Let's hang out. Bring beers. Let's just hang out. Oh, you going to drink a beer? No. I'll let you. Heather will have a beer with everybody. I will. So there you but go. But how awesome would it be if you made it to like the show and you just roll up to the line with like a CL and a cigarette in your hand? I can't do that. I know, but how cool would that be? I will. I will. When I make it, we're going to say when. We're not going to say if. When I make it, I'm going to do the slowest parade lap ever. Like we do a sight lap. I'm doing, I'm doing like a parade well, lap. Well, you did do an extra start. Well, I didn't see the flagger guy. I mean, everyone else, they're doing starts on. Yeah, the second practice, you get five minutes of starts, right? So he spent six minutes doing starts, and I mean, everyone was done. Engines were hey, shut off. I'm milking all that money I can, dude. It's and here comes Chris just blowing down the start, and guys looking, I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. That's all right. Hey, I got to leave an impression. So there I was doing extra start. <laughs> you know, sorry, Eli Tomac, you couldn't leave at the exact same time. Boo-hoo. But we'll be at Paula regardless. <laughs> Uh, we're going to do a better job. I'm going to work on my mental state. Yes. Um, back testing this week. And, of course, this podcast. We'll do one more of these after next week, and then that's it. And then it's back to normal scheduled programming of parts, testing, and all this shit that normally happens here on this podcast. Until we come up with some other no. race that we're going to do. No. We're, Y'all, we're, there is a Supercross in Brush, no. Colorado in September, and I am trying to Look, talk him into we're it. We're done racing for a bit. We're strictly working. Okay, everyone there, mark that down. He says that today. What is today's date? May 19th? Look. You say you're not for a long time? Look. I hear this all the time. Yeah, Vet National. We'll be at Vet Nationals. There'll be something I need to race with some guys my age. <laughs> These oh. young kids are fucking me all up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Uh, we're going to be back to normal schedule programming and you guys out there wanting to get some parts you guys been emailing me about, Hey, what about this? What about that? Yes. I'm on top of it. 2020 motorcycles are coming. That will be happening. Yes. More off-road stuff is happening as well. How excited are you to get off a Honda and go back to your, Wow, we're doing transparency, aren't we? Cromali. I just, I'm just curious. Yeah, no, uh, straight up. Honda's not my go-to machine. It's a good machine. Dude, my, my race bike is good. If I could have that bike, I would ride that bike a lot. That is not 
what comes in production form, unfortunately, for the people listening. How okay. about the suspension, though? How good is your suspension? It's amazing. It's awesome. Factory stuff's amazing. I could probably ride 10 times harder than I did at Hangtown and would have been better off, but I didn't. And it would have accepted it. It would have, it would let me do that. But, yes, I am excited to ride that fucking orange bike. Mm. I might ride it this week when I'm testing. I might just take it with me and ride it. Yeah. I started it the other day. Yeah, I know you awesome. did. Oh, boy. I went down the street a little bit. And burp, burp, burp. It was awesome. I'm going to have so, to. So, yeah, I, I love a KTM. I'm going to have to do something to disassemble that bike so you can't ride it till after next weekend. No. Look, KTM's a good machine. I know a couple guys that just got one, and they actually said, man, it makes you a better rider. Absolutely it does. Um, the Honda engine's insane. The chassis is somewhat tough to dial in, but that's here nor there. All right, then. My bike is good. My team... Bullfrog, Spas, Your bike is good. Your bike is pretty. My my bike's bitching. But production bike is not that bike. So, yes, we will be getting back on the KTM. Commercial time. Don't miss out. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house, I don't have that many outlets, they just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. Founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the KieferInkTesting.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 60helmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets. Hit me up. 
Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, B-L-U-D lubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in key testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code Kiefer and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. So a little known fact, I started racing desert when I was nine years old until I was 16. I really didn't get into moto till after 16 years old because my family would go camp in the desert and my dad rode heron hounds. Out here in the West Coast, there was a club called District 37 and that's what we did. We went camping on the weekends. Uh, my parents build bonfires. They would drink. And my dad would go race, and I would ride around the camp and make a little track, right? Well, fast forward till now, 2019, you go to nationalheronhound.com. They have classes for your son, your daughter, mom, and dad. It's not just dad. It's really cool. It's ran very well. The kids race the day before. Dad and mom can go race the next day and just have a family, fun-filled weekend racing dirt bikes. There's nothing better. Go to nationalheronhound.com, check out their schedule. They go to California, Texas, Nevada, Idaho, all over the place. Go check them out. If you have any questions about this series, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'm happy to answer them for you and maybe get you a discount code on your next entry fee. Very cool. Again, maybe I will see you out at one of these suckers. I feel like I need to go race again, and I want to go relive my youth through nationalheronhound.com. Go check them out. The one thing that bums me out about racing moto is waiting around all day just to do two or four motos. I don't want to be sitting at the track all day and have three hours in between my motos. Well, you know what? Old Timers Association has been around a long time, and the guys from Oregon Old Timers have come on board with this podcast and want me to talk to you about their series. Very cool series. I've raced them before. They have 20-minute motos, long motos, Usually you're done by 3 o'clock, you're in and out, you get to race, go home, finish your chores, spend time with your family, go do stuff with your wife, whatever it is. It's a fun, family-filled environment there. They have races all over. It's not just in Oregon. They have races in California, Glen Helen, Montana, Richland, Washington. They go to Hangtown. They go to Washington again in Washougal, which is very cool. And, of course, they go to British Columbia, Boise, Idaho, even Edmonton, Canada, and Fernley, Nevada. You can check out the series at OregonOldTimers.com, and you will even see me at a couple rounds this year. So check them out. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats? 
with a logo on it, or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts, go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being, and he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. Vertexpistons.com. We are back. Thanks for hanging tough and listening to those commercials. It pays off. Moving I on. wanted to touch on this a little bit before we uh, we go on further. It, it's a whole different world. The TV doesn't do it justice how gnarly the tracks are at nationals. When I practice here at home, even on good days at Paula, I would say the only track close to a national prep would be Fox Raceway, Paula, whatever you want to call it. And there's four lines in a corner of ruts. Look, <laughs> Sacramento, when I land off a jump, I can choose from 12 to 14 ruts, and they last a long time. I'm having flashbacks of Loretta's, but Loretta's <laughs> was not as bad as this, okay? So this was worse? This was gnarlier. So I was a bit overwhelmed, not to say everything was about my mental, you know, I suck because I was mentally jacked up. No, I mean, honestly, my skill was down, too, because... I wasn't simply just used to having that many line choices. Let me paint you a picture, people. You land off a jump at your local track. You may or may not can move around a little bit. Okay, yeah, I know some of you guys back east in Pennsylvania and Ohio, you guys have those kind of conditions, but not to the extent of this. You might have some of those lines you have to land in four to five, six. But now when I land off a tabletop or I come down a hill, my wheels have to be in the spot of the line that I know. If I'm jumping a jump, obviously you're landing, you're landing a foot over, I'm in a whole brand new line that I haven't been in. I don't know what's in that fucking rut. So me, what does that do? That turns my throttle off a little bit. I don't pin it. The line that I'm used to, I can hold it on a little bit longer. But now, oh shit, I land. I'm two ruts over. Where? I wonder where this rut goes to. Oh, shit, I'm all the way, the line takes me all the way to the right. Well, fuck, there's three seconds. That's the problem that I had. Mm -hmm. Coming down the hills, you know, there's a step up in the back. I made the left, come down, you jump down, and then you start that downhill with all the ruts coming down the hill. 
dude, I was already thinking about that straightaway when I was in the air for the step up. I was like, oh shit, here comes this fucking straightaway again. I wonder which line I'm taking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I tried this one. I'm going to go over here. And I'm like, this is tough. That was mentally tough for me, man. Like to get over and try to really hone in on which line I'm taking. I'm used to moving around a little bit. I can get into that one rut and then hop out of it and then move and get, and like, there's no moving around. Like you're locked in for a little bit. So that's just something that takes time and gets, you have to get a feel for. And I simply don't have it being a West coast rider. I would like to expand my horizons and go back East more and learn how to ride that stuff because I feel like it's, it's fun. It's technical. I love technical riding, but when I'm racing it, it, man, it is, it's, it's a whole different thing. So Mm -hmm. This well, year, we are going to go back east for the shootout. We're not even going to do a West Coast shootout. We're just going to go back east. Oh. I'm going to ride that shit. Okay, because then. Because I feel like I need to get better at it. So whenever Aiden gets his head out of his ass and wants to go race Loretta's, maybe I'll do that with him. We're, we're committing to Loretta's well, again? No, we're not. I'm just saying oh boy. if he wants to do that, that's available, and I will do that with him. So anyway, that was one of my big weaknesses, guys. Again, it looks a lot easier because I'm watching Roxon, and trust me, I went out and watched Roxon as well. The track looked a lot smoother on when Roxon's riding than when I did it. Holy crap. The guy never revs his engine. He's on the balls of his feet. It's, it's something else. It's something else, and it's, I guess you can't appreciate it unless you see him do it In and then ride the same track. Yeah. I wish everyone, like they had a, a break and lit. 100 or 150 people sign up for this, like, okay, you get to ride two laps of the same track, and you ride it, and you come back in, and then you watch the motos, and you get to see, holy crap balls, like, that is insane, how good that is. How long would it take for 100 people to do two laps on that track? Yeah, it'd be an hour. Oh, it'd be forever. Yeah, it'd be an hour. So it'd be lunchtime or something. (laughs) Um, And then they'd have to have track prep to fix it. Yeah, track prep, for sure. So that was our basic week, and you think of anything else that we missed? Um... Nope, I think we pretty much... But yeah, I, I want to thank Genova, Tony Alessi, Cooler, Aaron, Steve. I guess we didn't cover Steve's team managing skills a little bit. Oh yeah, we didn't really talk about Look team it, manager. He didn't have much to do. No. Literally, he didn't. He wasn't even at press day on Friday. He didn't show up. His rider sucked. I mean, I felt bad for him. His, uh, his debut, his debut, okay? Hey, he had a headset. That's all he cared about. I understand that, but what's he talking about? What's he going to say? Kiefer, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> I, would, I almost wanted to ask for a headset just so I could hear what was going on between Cooler and Aaron and Steve. And then when Genova got there, Genova got on a headset. So He did because I was on the starting line with Aaron and I hear Aaron talking. I thought he was talking to Steve. I go, that doesn't sound like he's talking to Steve. He was way too professional. And I go, who are you talking to? And uh, he's like, oh, I'm talking to Genova. I'm like, Genova's here? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, so I just I wanted a headset just so I could hear what was being said. Well, like I said, he didn't tell me much. He didn't tell, and I knew he didn't have to. I already beat myself up enough. You know, I don't think he needs to say anything to me that I don't really know. Uh, no one. It, it's kind of a weird feeling when no one says anything to you. You come back, and no one says anything. Aaron just puts his bike on the stand, doesn't say anything. Uh, Steve doesn't say anything. Cooler doesn't say anything. Everyone's just like happy, like whatever. No one really gives a shit. I care. I'm waiting for someone to say, oh, man, you need to do this better. I don't think even when it's like, yeah, whatever, man, do what you got to do. And that's that was fine. But you yell a little bit. You yell. I, I don't feel like yell. that's not the best way to. to, to I don't it. yell 
on purpose. I was just, I talk loud. You know this. We've discussed this before. So. But I just, when I, when I don't see you writing to your potential and I know that you have the ability to do better. You yell. Okay, maybe I yell a little bit. Rick? Rick. Steve didn't, Steve didn't talk to me much. However, I did write this in my column. He migrated over to Aaron a lot. And I see that mechanic in him. Yes. Oh, he, he was doing some stuff. He was. He like wanted to know what Aaron was doing. He talked to you know a little bit of mechanics with them. You can see the mechanic in him. And to his credit, he helped break down yeah. the, the canopy mm-hmm. and helped put everything back in, as did I and you and Aiden. Because I felt bad for those guys doing that. Well, shit I helped set time. up too. I helped Cooler put a lot of it up. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that goes a long way with people. You're not just some cool guy walking in. Hey, do my shit. I'm out. I'm gonna write about it. That's all you're gonna get. Well, I'm all about let's let's load up and get out of here asap. Right, because it started raining. But yeah, we were trying to beat the rain. Steve did a good job. I had no complaints. He really he, he came through with gear, butt patches. I mean, anything that I wanted. Hopefully, my gear next week's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if anything's gonna change. You think you're getting more white retro? Nah. I love just to get more light hydrogen. I'm good. Hmm. So Do you think you'll have butt patches? For- nah. I think that's just I'm done. I think I think I peaked at round one. I think everything that I got was at round one. And then round two is gonna be basic gear, box van, North Forty, B practice. <laughs> I've got fucking I'm back. Woo! Woo! I'm back. So Well, and do you want to explain to people how you got into A practice? I really don't know. We really don't know for sure oh, how we did. Oh, I thought we knew. Well, Thule is the AMA guy, and he said, look, a lot of guys that raced last year weren't racing this year, so he picked the other guys that he knew the names of that knew could ride, and I was in that list because he knew me. Right. He knew so I could ride for him. all you internet trolls out there that think that Chris just knows someone who knows someone, it wasn't really that way. Oh, that, Was that out there? Yeah, it was on Vital. Oh, you read Vital. Well, I was reading Vital today just to make sure. What'd they say? Oh, they're just like, you, basically, you got into A practice because you know people and you got into. Well, yeah, no shit. To press day because you know people and it's bullshit. No, every, it, press day was open to anyone. So. So, for that guy, if that guy's listening to this podcast, press day was open to anyone that was already pre entered. So, that was already out there. So, if you were up there on a Friday, you could have rode. It wasn't just like designated, it was like anyone could ride. Same thing with Paula. If you pre-entered, I'm pretty damn sure you can go to press day. So we'll be there. We're well, done. you'll be there. I'll be at work. Well, you'll be at work, but we'll be there. Aiden and I will be there, and Steve. And we'll. Will uh, Steve make it to this press day? He's coming down Thursday. Oh, look at it's already turned out better already. I kind of think he wants to mountain bike Thursday. That's so all right. That's why. So, but yeah. So anyway, the whole the whole point of this thing was to make to see, to have my kid see that hey, you don't give up. Success, failure, whatever it is, you don't give up. And hey, dad sucked it up this week. Dad's coming back next week. You don't hang your hat and say, I suck, I'm done. No. Yes, I may have sucked, but you keep trying out there. So for those of you younger guys listening to that, if your friends talk shit on you, say, man, you suck, you should just give it up, do something else. Don't listen to them. them. Do what you want to do, work at it, and as sooner or later, you'll get better and you'll see improvement. Don't worry about everyone else. I saw a good quote. I think Christian said that. It's all the guys that are negative to you that can't do what you do. Those are the type of people that talk shit. It's all those people out there that don't do what you do that want to bring you down. Correct. 
Because in this world, people love failure. People love it. Oh, yeah. I think people love failure more than they love success. So They do. And you know why? Misery loves company. And they're probably miserable. Out of all those people miserable. that talk shit on Vital, mm-hmm. there's way more positive out there. Oh, yeah. Well, just reading the three pages of three. Vital. Three yeah. pages. There's three pages of Vital, <laughs> vital Thread today. Jesus. And I mean, there was a few that were negative, but I mean, I think 90, 95% of the people are super positive about it. I mean, look, I'm 42 years old. I'm not you're not going, going out, out to win. We knew you're not going to win. I'm not going out to, to resurrect win. a career. I'm just going out, trying to set an example for my kid, have a good time. If I suck, I suck. Sun comes up the next day. I still have to go do testing. I'm, st- You know what? And it's not a failure to me because... I'm not a racer. Like, I race because I love it. It's not my career. I love testing. I'm good at testing. If I right. sucked at testing, I would consider that a failure. Well, and how many of these guys in the 450 and the 250 class don't even know how to set up a bike? Well, that's true. There's a lot of fast guys that can't test. Right. They don't They don't know dick from... You don't have to be their speed to to set up their motorcycle. You have to be close. Like, right. I've I've helped set up some Honda stuff. Right. Um and I'm not near the Honda guy's speed, but I know what's good. I know it works when you get when you push to a certain limit. Correct. And let me let me just paint this picture. I probably can ride fast in spurts almost as good as a lot of guys, but the consistency is not there. So with testing, you need a good feel. You need spurts of speed and you need to be able to relay that out of your mouth yes so that is testing so i look forward to coming back to that in a week's time <laughs> thought you're gonna take some time off uh, well i am from normal riding i'm not oh. gonna be out doing 30s you, you guys out the tracks so you ain't gonna be seeing out doing 30s so I'm gonna oh be we're out done there. with 30s now i'm gonna be like nick way okay i'll be out there with aiden and just letting aiden ride mini dad yeah me and nick are just gonna hang out let the boys do what they got to do i'm just gonna chill so does that mean a week from Saturday we'll be at AME? Yes, I will be at AME with Aiden. We will be. All right, then. We will be there hanging out. Mini dad in full effect. Mini dad in it. Can't Aiden wait. scrub his way to the top. Can't wait. So, hey, thank you guys for coming up the rig. Thank you guys for listening and coming to the live shows, reading. I, I appreciate it, man. If it wasn't for you guys and I didn't have the – you know, the downloads and all you listeners out there listening to this stuff, I wouldn't have any advertisement and I wouldn't have this podcast. So thank you. I appreciate it. We have merch still available. Hit up Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. You have questions about your motorcycle or maybe about racing. I actually got a couple guys come up to me in the, and I had a signing, I had an autograph sign line. Yes, you did. I had a couple of those guys ask me about relationships. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah. So actually, Steve said, hey, Keith, you have to get ready for your LCQ. And I was in the middle of talking about a relationship <laughs> to this dude. This guy asked me, hey, this, my chick wants to move to some other state, but my job's here. I've only been with her for a year. What should I do? What did you tell him? I told him, don't move. Fuck that. you only been with her a year and she wants to move and your job's here. Sorry. That's not going to work. You got your job here. You're going to do your thing. You know, if if it was a five-year thing, I would say yes. But you just can't uproot your life for a chick you've been with one year. You don't know what she's going to well, do. Well, what is she moving for, did he say? Just because she likes it. Oh, it's not for a job no, or like to be I with family? No, I just like it out there. I want to move. Oh, where, was, 
Where is she moving to? I don't remember. It was like Tennessee or I don't remember where it was. Somewhere back east. Wow. I told him no. You just know. I didn't even know about this. Yeah. There's a lot of things you may not know. I was so fucked up in the head that day. I probably didn't tell you a lot of shit. Yeah. I stayed away from you. No. You yelled. Well, and then I stayed away. I didn't really. Aiden told me I suck. Well, that's because we both know how you can do. Aiden said, you didn't do that triple. You didn't do this. This guy's doing that. Hey, it no, called you out straight up. No, I had no comeback. That's fine. I, <laughs> if it's the truth, I have I can't say anything. So yeah, standing next to Aiden, he'd watch, and every time he'd go, he's like, <sighs> yeah. And I'm like, what, Aiden? Hey, he got to see the worst of that, <laughs> so we're going to learn from this. So we move on next weekend. I'm Come just by. saying, you better jump the triple next weekend. Oh, I'm good at Paula. Don't worry about it. I'm good. We've already been there. We felt it out. We're all straight. So we're good with Paula. Chance of rain at Paula next Saturday too. Fudge. It's gonna be a good one. At least it's not hot as balls, so that'll be fun. But look for it. Come by the truck, wherever we're the at. Rig, the van, the budget rental car, wherever the fuck we got out there. Come by. <laughs> come say hi. We'll be pitted in the parking garage at the uh, Paula Casino. Come by. Get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt. Thirty bucks. We got hats. Make us a deal. Fuck it. It's like a swap meet. <laughs> Just make <laughs> us a deal on some shit. Let's get rid of some of the stuff we have. Uh, I bought some new stuff, so there's still some available. Thank you for the people that actually bought the stuff. Very cool. I get a lot of DMs with photos of people running the stuff, so thank you. Come get a poster. Yeah, we got posters left. I signed a lot of those, but they, I got over half of them gone. Yes. So gave a couple jerseys away. But we will be, like I said, we will be raffling off one of the white race-worn jerseys, and we will be giving that money to a privateer. So email heather at keferinktesting.com. She has the PayPal info. We'll mark you down, put you in. Well, we got to figure out how much we're selling tickets for. I think, let's just let's just say it right now. 20 bucks. 20 bucks, PayPal. Get your raffle ticket. We'll give you a number. Heather at keferinktesting.com. A random draw. White fly racing. Suck it up, Kiefer jersey. 165. It's going to be a rare thing. It's going to be worth some money. Moto Concept. Oh, Bullfrog Spas Honda. Mm-hmm. Mm, going to be good times. Hit up Heather at KieferInkTesting.com, and she'll do it. And we'll do this after Paula. Raise some money for some kids, get their entry fees paid, and get some gas money in their van. Very cool. Yes. It's kind of what Steve does. Yeah, Say what you want about Steve. Steve does a lot for a lot of dudes. Yes, he does. He's, so, he's a good dude. He's done a lot for me. He's not the best team manager, but not we'll the keep... best team manager. I think he needs to be a crew chief. I mentioned this. Crew chief because he's more mechanic guy than he is managerial. Crew chief. So should we call him crew chief? Tony Lessie's going to be there next week, people. Oh, yeah. Tony's coming out. Oh, man. I better bring my A game. I forgot about that. I, Are I, we I, sure Tony's coming? Is it Stan? Dude, he's coming. He's coming. Have you heard from Tony? I texted him that day. I apologized, told him I sucked. I told him why, blah, blah, blah. And he honestly said, no problem, next week. Oh. So he will be there. I'm surprised Tony didn't want you out doing motos with Mike today. Uh, there's no way. Well, you don't even have a bike. I don't have a bike. You're My not practice bike. bike blew up. Yeah. And the uh, other bike's still in the rig, probably headed other home. in the rig. So anyway, we'll see you guys at Fox Raceway next weekend for round two of the AMA Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series. Say goodbye, Heather. Goodbye, everyone. See you on Saturday.